Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the premier useless podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebbs, and it has been a hot minute. I feel like I say that in the intro of so many of my podcasts where I'm like, hey, it's been a hot minute since I've done an episode. I'm pretty much a broken record at this point, but it has literally been three weeks, I believe, since I last did an episode. Yep, exactly three weeks today was the last time I did a Tebs Talks episode, which is a above average break for me doing a podcast episode not only have i not done a podcast episode in that long i don't believe i've written a single blog post in that amount of time i don't think i've done a single thing or i know i haven't done a single thing with my secret project um in that amount of time so all my creative hobbies passions and endeavors have just been completely on hold for the last two weeks I'll give myself the last two weeks because the first week of August, I was on vacation. So obviously not going to be doing anything there in terms of creative endeavors. I was in Mexico and I'll I'll touch up a little bit on Mexico and essentially give a little bit of an update on my life that's been happening in the last three weeks because a lot has been happening in the last three weeks. First and foremost, I went to Cancun. For the first time in my life. It's the second time I've been to Mexico. The first time I went to Mexico was on a cruise. Often referred to as the booze cruise. uh, From LA to Ensenada. It's just the three day carnival cruise that you can do. Or a four day. Where you hit Catalina Island one day. Then you hit Ensenada, Mexico another day. So this is the second time that my feet have touched Mexican soil in my life. But let me tell you. Cancun. And nothing against Ensenada. Like... Ensenada is what it is. It's definitely a cruise port town. You can you can kind of tell like that is exactly 100% what the economy is built on is cruise. Now, Cancun is also a tourist destination. The economy is built on tourism, but it also feels a little more lively and a little more like, hey, this is a legit city in Mexico. I don't know. I'm wording it poorly where it sounds like I'm just railing on Ensenada, but I get, I get more sense of like, oh, there is other business going on in this port town, not in this port town. I guess it's technically a port town, but I get other, I get the sense that other business is going on in this city than just strictly tourism. Also, Cancun is way more beautiful than Ensenada, like way more beautiful. You're just in the thick jungles. It's super green. You got the bay you got the ocean i think it's called the lagoon actually i don't know maybe i'm misremembering ensenada but it just kind of felt like dirt and rock everywhere so it didn't didn't have that vibrance that cancun does i don't know maybe i'm being way too harsh on ensenada either way second time i've been to mexico and let me tell you loads of fun so much fun in cancun now obviously there are the tropes of going to Cancun and I did all the tropes of going to Cancun. I'm not saying like, Oh, I went off the beaten path and did the non touristy things. Like, no, I went there and I did the touristy things and I am perfectly okay with that. I had so much fun doing that. I think that is a perfectly acceptable thing to do. Some people get a little on their high horse and say, Oh, 
you know, don't go to all the tourist traps, like get the authentic Cancun experience or get the authentic insert travel destination here experience. Like go where the locals go, do what the locals do. Don't do what the tourists do. And it's like, I'm a, I'm a advocate for both. I think there's a time and a place to do what the tourists do. And I think there's a time and a place to do what the locals do. Um, and I think one way travels a different type of traveler than the other, or one way suits a different type of traveler than the other way. So I don't think there's a right and wrong way to do your vacation. So long as you're feeling like it was worth the time and money investment that you put into it to make that vacation happen. So I'm not going to knock anybody for doing the tourist traps of Cancun because I did the tourist traps of Cancun. Um, The first day we did a cenotes adventure. So if you've ever been to Cancun, you will know the company Excaret. X-C-A-R-E-T. Excaret. I'm probably pronouncing it way wrong. But they are like the number one tourist attraction company out of Cancun. So they got Cenote tours, they've got Chichen Itza tours, they've got this tour, that tour, this adventure park, that adventure park, uh, this go out scuba dive, that go out snorkel. Any tourist adventure trap you could think of in Cancun, Excaret has something for it. So we did one of their Cenotes tour where you just go to four different Cenotes and swim in them and kayak and do zip lines and all that sort of stuff for those of you that don't know what a cenote is it's essentially a cave that has been filled with water or what once was a cave that has been filled with water that has since collapsed to essentially be a hole of water they were super sacred to the mayan they are gorgeous they are just such clean pristine crystal clear water beautiful scenery water temperature is amazing Um, I would highly, 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 if you're ever in Cancun or the surrounding area to go on a type of cenotes tour. The second thing we did was Chichen Itza. Chichen Itza was a, I can't remember if it was like the capital Mayan city or at the very least a very big Mayan city, um, that is like two hours away from Cancun. So you're going to be on a bus for two hours to get there. And it is one of the mo- wonders, one of the seven wonders of the modern world. And I totally 100% understand why it is one of the wonders of the modern world. Just the history of the Mayan alone. And if you don't know the history of the Mayan, I would highly, 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 highly suggest to research the history of the Mayan because they might have been the smartest civilization to ever grace this earth. Just the technology and advancements they made and the understanding they had of the universe and the world around them pales in comparison or not pales in comparison everything else pales in comparison it feels like to what they discovered what they found out now other cultures found out similar things but none as early as the mayan and often none as detailed as the mayan until you know much more modern times where we had foundations upon foundations of survived science and technology and understanding and engineering but mine have a crazy cool history about them so they've built chichen itza is a temple to the god kokolkin and just the symbolism and the image imagery like at the end of the day 
you could be like, well, it's just a bunch of rocks stacked on top of each other. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of the pessimistic look on it. But it is, it is astounding, not the pile of rocks, but the symbolism of the pile of rocks. And then what I found more impressive than the temple itself was the ball field. There's this sport that the Mayans played. I forgot what it's called, but they were essentially trying to get a ball through a hoop without using their hands or their feet. So they could use their elbows and their hips and their shoulders. That's our understanding of how the game worked. Elbows, hips, shoulders, but no hands and feet. And the ball they used was not light. And the rings that they were, or the hoops they were trying to get these balls through were not low. They were very high above the ground. But you have just these massive walls where spectators could stand on top of them and view the game. Um, And this huge court that, you know, they could play around on and these big old thrones on either side of these courts where dignitaries and rulers could sit and watch the game and it's built in a way where the field itself like from goal to goal is very short like pretty narrow but it's longer than a football field so I think it's narrower and longer than a football field and it's like the goals were on the narrow sides they weren't on the long side but if you kind of see it you would understand why it's so or why it's longer, or I guess why the width from side to side is longer than the width from goal to goal, because you have to attack it from the side to score. You don't attack it head on just with how the hoops are built. But at Chichen Itza, the ball field is built in a way where the dignitaries could talk to each other, essentially, because the acoustics made the sound travel so well from one throne to the other throne over 100 yards away where they could hear each other and they could berate each other and get in each other's heads. Like it is a marvel. It is a wonder. And they have like a warrior throne and, um, a small throne to the planet. I believe Mercury is the planet or Venus. One of those two. I forgot which one exactly, but it is a magnificent place. Chichen Itza. The one downside, the huge downside to, Chichen Itza, in my opinion, is the people just selling junk. Like all the natives have a bunch of stands set up and they're just trying to sell a bunch of junk to tourists. And they have these jaguar whistles and these bird whistles and they're like yelling and shouting. Well, not so much yelling and shouting, but they're trying to get everybody's attention. And it just distracts so much from the experience. Now I get it. Like, they're allowed to be there. They wouldn't be there if they weren't. So they're allowed to be there. They're just trying to make a buck. I would have been totally fine had they been on the outside of it and, like, tried to get you as you were leaving or tried to get you as you were coming in. But the fact that they were, like, set up so close to these magnificent structures. And I think there was... Well, probably not. I think they just set up in the shade. I was about to say, I think there's maybe a rule with how close they can get to any specific one of these things where I was like, no, they were just sitting where the shade was. It, it really detracts from like the spirit of the place that you're standing. Like here you are surrounded by such magnificent, amazing history, just so much knowledge and wisdom and craftsmanship and a whole culture represented by a modern wonder or a wonder of the modern world and then you have just the barking of these guys trying to sell 
junk. And I and the reason I call it junk is because that's exactly what it is. It's just the cheap tchotchkes that you can get off Amazon and every fourth vendor has the same exact stuff that they're selling. So none of it's like handmade, unique stuff. And that's another thing where if it was like, oh yeah, these locals made these things and they're selling them and they, they represent their culture and they represent themselves and their hard work. That's one thing, but it's like when every fourth stand has the same thing as four stands before, the same blankets, the same knickknacks, the same statues, the same toys or whatever, it, it really cheapens the experience. Like it just really takes away from what could be such an amazing ambiance and atmosphere and you know if you get right by the temple and you don't have them barking at you and you can't really hear them like it is amazing none of them are in the ball field again i think they just set up under the trees where there's shade which i don't blame them so if if you're at any of these like temples or the ball field like they're all exposed down in the air there's no shade you're not going to get them so when you're actually in the thick of it you can't have like that reverence and that respect to the culture and to the history but the second you get like walking on the paths between everything, just inundated with cheap, cheap tchotchkes. So I wasn't a huge fan of that, but nonetheless, an amazing part of the world. I would highly suggest if you haven't seen it, head out to Cancun and go check it out. Like Cancun, you can do pretty affordable to see a wonder of the world. And then the last thing we did uh, was like a a boat food fiesta experience which oh we did do a food tour my wife just reminded me we did a food tour the day after chichen itza and that was actually really cool um the local cuisine is a lot of like different types of tacos or empanadas or tostadas or tamales like so once you've had tacos at your hotel and tacos on this trip and excursion tacos on that excursion like it's like okay how, how many times can i just have a taco and still be wowed and ooed and awed by the taco so the food itself i don't think was the highlight of the trip because it's like yeah i've had great tacos in many places even in utah it, it, it was delicious don't get me wrong each one was delicious it just wasn't like wow i've never had authentic mexican tacos before because i have what what I really, really loved about the food tour is you went to like hole in the wall, mom and pop run by the family restaurants. Like it is quite literally a window in the wall of a building that you walk up to and you order a couple tacos and you can see them just making it all right there. And then you sit on their little patio. Um, or yeah, they just have a cart in a flea market in the middle of downtown. So that was the one experience, though I was doing it through a tour guide. And yeah, it was touristy and we were with other tourists. We did hit those more authentic places where it wasn't my hotel and it wasn't the tourist trap restaurants all on that hotel strip. No, we went into the heart of downtown Cancun and we were told like, hey, you know, this is this family. This is how long they've been running this business like the, these are their names this is what they sell like and they, they do this day in and day out and this is how they're making their living and we had um 
a talk about the first place. I forgot which meet it was at the first one. Um, and then we had a tamale. It was pork at the first one. And then tamale with chicken at the second place. The third place was, was that the sit down restaurant where we had those tostadas? And I forgot what meat was on those. I want to say that was pork as well. Um, but we also had a bunch of cool fruits like rambutan. Oh, we love rambutan. Such, so delicious. It's like the one that looks like it's all pinkish purpley-ish with all the soft spikes on it that are really long. Um, rambutan's delicious. We had dragon fruit. I mean, I've had dragon fruit before, but dragon fr- fruit's delicious. And then nansa were those yellow grape things, and those weren't good. But that was really cool. And then the last place was another taco, uh, barbacoa. Um, was the last taco place. That was the one that was like the most, oh, this looks like a restaurant. What? Oh, the meat was lamb at the last place. So was it barbacoa in the third place? Because I know one of them we had barbacoa. Oh, the barbacoa place was lamb. Okay. I'm getting my wires crossed here. But it, it was just cool because there were, I mean, other than our tour group, it wasn't like there were tourists at these places. It was like, no, there were locals at each of these places so that was super neat any trip i go on nowadays i am going to be doing a food tour like that is going to be one of the things because one it takes care of your food needs two you learn history of the surrounding area um and then three you get like the authentic meals right you're not going to the tourist traps you're not going to the chain restaurants like you're going nope this is a family run taco place in the middle of downtown cancun so oh yeah and we got to see how they made tortillas uh which was really cool and then we also stopped off at like a popsicle stand so in mexico they have popsicles that they make with cream so they're more of a a creamy texture rather than like an icy texture so those those were really good as well i got pistachio and you got chocolate cookies and cream um those were really good and then yeah last thing we did was the fiesta um long story short not that the fiesta wasn't great in its own right um but me and my wife just had some things come up that detracted from our experience but from what i can see if you didn't have the things come up that me and my wife had come up it would have been a great time um our, our friends that we were with ended up having a great time uh all the people in the area seemed like they were having lots of fun so unfortunately we didn't have the best time there but that was just our own unique circumstance that happened i would still recommend it it's just kind of a fun thing to do while you're in cancun i don't know if the noise of all the rain is being picked up by my microphone but all of a sudden it is storming outside kind of crazy um i guess we need it in utah but that was my trip and then since then i've just been kind of like not the best mental health state i think having such an amazing experience seeing the world and then having to go back to the day-to-day grind really put me in the dumps where I was like, wow, I spend so much of my life just working for the man, doing stuff that I don't love and stuff that I'm not super passionate about just to hopefully afford a trip that was so amazing that, you know, the world's expensive. I would love to see it more. I'd love to travel more, but I don't have the means to do so. Like money is always just not that money is an issue, but it's just, I definitely can't afford to do that all the time. 
So I've been kind of in a slump having to get back to reality from that vacation, um, which is why I haven't really done anything creative. I've just been in a mental health slump. But today I was like, you know what? I've put it off for too long. I do want to talk about my trip to Cancun, how amazing it was. I would just say to wrap up, if you're heading to Cancun, it's okay if you do the touristy things. I would just say don't spend all your time at your hotel. We stayed at the Omni. The Omni is an all-inclusive, which is great if you drink alcohol. I don't. My wife doesn't. You know, a good handful of our friends don't. So we were like, okay, we're we're kind of wasting the money we technically spent to cover the unlimited alcohol. Uh, and then also you get some trashy drunk people around you when you're at an all-inclusive place. But they did have good meals. They had like a little taco stand there. They had a sushi bar, um, had some restaurants. So all-inclusive food was kind of nice because we always had some place to go back to where it's like, yeah, we know where we can get food at our hotel. We don't have to constantly go out and try and find a place to eat. But when you don't drink, and part of the all-inclusive deal is unlimited drinks, you feel like you kind of get snubbed. But, like, don't stay at your hotel. Like, even if you're at an all-inclusive place where you got your meals figured out and the beach is right there, Cancun and the surrounding Yucatan Peninsula just has so much cool stuff to offer. Like, I will forever remember being in the cenotes. That was one of the coolest experiences of my life. Um, that I'll always remember and having such, such a high regard in my mind about that experience with the cenotes and going on that excursion. So overall I'd rate Cancun a solid, if we're saying a five is an average trip, I'm going to give Cancun a seven, nine, and it probably would have been in the eights had I personally and my wife personally not had that thing come up when we were at the fiesta Um, but one of the greatest trips of my life, now that I've said seven, nine, I'm like, I probably should have put it in the eights, but I digress seven, nine for Cancun. And that's with five being an average trip. So it's definitely way above there. And I, I grade on a bell curve. So nothing's ever getting a 10. That's like nigh impossible. And a a seven, nine is a solid, solid score for how I grade things. Cause I do a standard bell curve. Like all grading should be, I digress. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tubbs Talks, the premier useless podcast. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Check out my website, jasontebs.com. I know I haven't done much, if anything at all, within the last little bit with it, but hopefully I'm getting out of that depressive slump I've been in the last couple weeks, and I'm going to get back to doing more podcasts, writing more blog posts. Um, I've been in the mood to, like, make music, so not that I guarantee anything's going to happen with that but the last two days I've just been like man I want to make music like tinker around with a audio music platform and just make something I know it's probably not going to be great but still peace out love your face catch you next time